Football is king, don't I know that? Living in Bakersfield, California, it's definitely the king. We're in the central section of California, and football has always been big. When I first moved here in the late 70s, we'd have 10,000 people at a junior college game and thousands at high school games. And, of course, being at the core of college experience for fans, uh, alumni, athletes, prospective students, students there, everyone. So it's definitely the big money-generating thing. In these tough times with COVID and all, um, definitely been doing cuts. And so they're not going to be touching football because football does kind of subsidize everything else. And so what's been getting hurt, as I've been talking about quite a bit on this uh, podcast, is that um, track and field across country has been getting cut left and right, even though it ends up being only a couple hundred thousand dollars. And this lady is on 60 Minutes, Victoria um, Jackson. She's a former Arizona. She's now a historian at Arizona State, former professional athlete runner. She says, you know, there's better ways to cut sports or, you know, better ways to save money than cutting sports. And hopefully she's right and hopefully we will stop the bleeding. Of course, you know, she does point out that college does um, help pay for a lot of Olympic dreams, college football, that is. You know, and yeah, there are Olympic sports that colleges have like rowing and things like that. So hopefully there's a solution because really cutting sports is definitely not the solution. And especially with Title IX, it often is the men's sports, like here in Bakersfield. Cal State Bakersfield has a really good athletic tradition. But, you know, because of uh, Title IX and budget cuts, we don't have a men's cross-country team. Um, And the track team really suffers because of that. And any really good athlete here in town can't continue their career on a four-year college. This past weekend, there was that great Valencia half-marathon marathon with four men breaking the world record going sub 58 in the half marathon and of course whenever there's records broken you have to talk about the shoes this time around it wasn't the nike shoes three of the four athletes who went under uh broke the old world record were wearing adidas so maybe the playing field is getting leveled um you know i guess just that's the way technology is and i guess they've also decided that for a while they had to change the rule saying you couldn't race in prototype shoes meaning shoes that weren't available on the open market so you couldn't just make a special shoe for the race, which is rumored to be what Nike did for the 2016 Olympics when Kipchoge and a number of their other athletes did so well. But they're now changing that rule. It won't go into effect for this coming World Championships or Olympics. But they're changing the rule so that now you can wear prototypes, but you can only wear them for up to a year. And then, I mean, they can only be out of the market for a year. And then after that, they're going to have to either be available for everybody else or you won't be able to use them. And Molly's got to make her appearance. Molly the Pug. It is December 7th, uh, Monday, 2020, here in Bakersfield, California. Not a sunny day. I mean, Bakersfield used to be, when we used to live here, super foggy. It'd be so foggy that, you know, we'd have, like, fog, school delays, where you'd wake up in the morning and listen to the radio. Yes, kids, radio, pre-internet, and find out, and they would rattle off. Today, the following school districts have a two-hour delay, and then we could roll back over and, and not have to go to school till 10 o'clock. Um, our weather is now great. As you've probably seen in the past couple of videos, it's been bright and sunny out. It's a little late in the afternoon today, about 4. I'm planning on heading out for a workout shortly, and it's a little cloudier and a little cooler out here. I usually come out here and do my videos because we have such great weather. But when I come outside, of course, the dogs have to follow me, Molly and Milo. Molly, who you just saw, the pug, and Milo, and they got to get the treats. But they're fair-weather dogs, so they just headed into the house. Speaking of fair weather, of course, it's been chilly this 
past few days and the weasel aka Blanca hasn't been coming joining me but she's been joining late later in the afternoon and I mean later in the morning and sometimes even the afternoons and that's kind of about you know I, there's all these articles and I talk about it often motivation and you know what motivation isn't worth a hill of beans what you want to do like most of the articles say is screw motivation you can be motivated but eventually it'll disappear just set up a routine and get out there and do it which is what I'll be doing shortly I'm going to probably jump on the treadmill not because I really want to avoid the weather more I've been following the uh, Swift has these really great training programs I'm doing a 10k program myself right now I'm a couple days a couple weeks into it and uh, it just gets me out and running I seem like I run better on the treadmill than I do running outdoors for whatever reason I used to not be able to be on a treadmill for more than 20 30 minutes now I get to be on there for more than an hour of course it's real helpful Swift app is awesome really cool plus been watching all the old Sopranos and it'll be fun to do that just got done watching a Spartan race, the uh, national championships in West Virginia. And boy, I was out a tough course. It looked fun. Uh, love to do stuff more like that. Um, that's why I'm doing a lot of this cross-training, kettlebell, and things like that. But trying to get over all those obstacles would be tough. Be good at the running, good at the swimming, and would be good at carrying those things. But uh, climbing over some of those obstacles, definitely got to work on my burpees. Don't know all the specifics of these obstacle course racing, but I do know that you get penalized, you got to do burpees when you fail on a uh, piece of the equipment, I guess. I guess maybe about the 30 burpees. Um, I can do 30 burpees, but man, I do about three a minute, so that'd be a 10-minute penalty on my ass. Mary years ago, there's a great runner. In fact, I saw an article by him just recently, Max King, guys qualified for the Olympic trials in the steeplechase. He won 50K, 50-mile races. And a few years ago, he saw that there was a lot of money in uh, these OCR races. And so he went to one, and he ended up winning it because he's a phenomenal runner, you know, sub-four-minute miler. So he won, like, $25,000. I was like, hey, this is a pretty cool. And what I really like, like I said, watching the Spartan race, it's amazing. You know, the courses are interesting. They have really good runners chasing and following all the athletes. And it came down to the wire in both races. They were doing, like, a 13-mile race with some obstacles. So I can definitely see why it's interesting. I, myself, as I've talked about here on the podcast, have kind of gotten – bored with doing ultras uh don't seem like i'm improving very much and uh, i'm looking for some new adventures um 57 recovering from a congestive heart failure so we'll see what happens on some good news i've uh, been wondering where this young woman has disappeared um i always destroy these people's names but alafine telemuk who is an american citizen now came from Ken- kenya a few years ago has been a citizen for a while she ran in our olympic trials back on february 29th and she won them she's very well known for making uh, these distinctive little crocheting beanies and actually had a pretty good little side business doing it um you know she won that back february 29th and then throughout covid you know a lot of people have disappeared but a lot of her teammates on the hoka naz team um have been out racing and training and they're really good about doing social media see them on instagram it's kind of like wondering, like, you know, not really seeing too much of her. And, of course, Hoka and their coach are putting on this uh, really fast Olympic marathon, uh, qualifying kind of, you know, marathon in uh, Arizona, elites only. C.J. Albertson supposed to be there, kid from up north, up the road from Fresno, Clovis. And uh, a bunch of, I think, uh, Sarah Hall is going to be there. Should be good. And um, kind of wondering, didn't see anything about her. And just all of a sudden, yesterday, all over my social medias, of course, on Twitter and um, Facebook, not Facebook, Facebook, I'm, I'm not on Facebook, people, Twitter and Instagram, She Alephine was all over the place. She's 32 weeks pregnant. Congratulations to her. And no wonder she kind of disappeared. 
and um, she's expecting, I guess in like two more months. So she'll be expecting sometime in January and then we'll be training for the Tokyo Olympics. Pretty tight timeline. Thankfully, because of other women who have fought the good fight, uh, like Kara Goucher and I remember Alyssa Montano, um, an 800 meter runner and some other women, you know, a lot of these shoe companies have suspended the women, canceled their contracts, this, that, and everything because of getting pregnant. And um, thankfully, that's not so much anymore. I've heard that Hoka is going to be continuing with their sponsorship with her. And that's, you know, a lot of progress. I'm glad that's happened. It was an interesting stat. I remember hearing this before. Alephine is one of 32 kids. Wow. That's a lot of kids. I remember watching football. Dallas Cowboys, Emmett Smith was like one of 11 or 12 kids, but 32. Then it got me to thinking like, hmm, 32 kids. Good God, you know, that's not one woman. And I thought, you know, is polygamy, you know, what's going on there in Kenya? And I looked it up, you know, I went on and Googled it. And I guess in 2014, um, you can have more than one wife in Kenya. So don't really talk too much about that. Interesting kind of statistic there. Definitely. Uh, so it's going to be pretty interesting to see how she does. Uh, speaking of pregnancy and athletes, I remember when I was growing up, big fan of the Olympics, especially love the Winter Olympics. I wish I could be cross-country skiing. Just uh, we've got a facility up here, Mount Pinos, great place to train, 9,000 foot. Has a cross-country course, courses, but they look pretty hard, not like mammoths. But anyways, we just haven't had any snow in years and years so you can't go up there and cross country ski but anyways i used to watch cross country skiing especially and i remember back in like the 70s and you know when the soviet union was around and eastern europeans and how good their cross country skiers were especially their female skiers and they were all you know mothers and i remember them talking about that it's almost kind of like a requirement from the state that they wanted the women to go through pregnancy um, the hormonal changes and the just a mental toughness aspect, I guess, of having children, plus having kids kind of focuses you and settles you down. So it's interesting that, you know, the Soviets and other countries were kind of wanting their women to have children for all the benefits. And then here in the United States over the past few years, we've been penalizing women for having children. So, you know, it always interesting how things come about. So that's about it. It's December 7th, 2020. And I'm going to be heading out for, uh, not heading out, heading off to my treadmill. And as always, stay healthy, be boring, not epic.